Disciple Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of university life and unpack what it means to be a disciple on campus. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everyone. This is Andrew. And this is Marky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. This, this is, is terrible. <laughs> this is why you don't do this every week. <laughs> no, keep going now. We're, we're in, no, seriously. We're, we've, we've, le- we've left the kids in charge of the kindergarten. Uh, handed over the desk. To we just wanted to be the, the special guest. The, yeah. the voice yeah. of the podcast. Um, Let's go again. Take two. It's no, it's no, it's psych exam time. You get one one stab at it. Um, Andrew. Well, Yes, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is Andrew, and we are joined by the usual hosts of the podcast, Father Nicholas Pierce and Sister Mary Harlow. And this is my, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be with you. This is my first podcast. <laughs> um, Andrew and I are in charge of today's podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. Andrew, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are coming towards, this is basically it. The semester is, is finished, and we're now moving into... Uh, what should be a stressful time, but mm. um, I mean, for some students, the whole semester is stressful, but we are entering into exam time. So um, yeah, we've survived semester one. Um, we'll go around the, maybe we'll just go around the, <laughs> the table. Maybe if people want to share what their victories were for semester one. And my my go-to is uh, when you don't know what to do, just go around the table. And <laughs> <laughs> just just, a little just bit. handball it off. Yeah. <laughs> I've really loved having students back on campus. I think it's just been really nice to see students uh, back in, obviously, classes, but also catching up with each other. It's been really nice to have students back at Mass on campus, um, praying together. Uh, and there's just, there does seem to be a sense that we've returned to normal. What, I suppose whatever normal is after a couple of years away, um, and I suppose realizing that for some students, this is their first experience of normal mm. after having a couple of years of being online. Mm. Yeah, I think they're enjoying it a lot um, these days. Apparently, um, especially when one of the students who had two years of COVID and this year was his first year. So he's missed, you know, all that face-to-face contact mm. with students. And he goes, well, I missed two years of, of this. And he, yeah, and he's realized the importance of um, face-to-face contact. Many students are, you know, on campus and doing activities, praying together, going to mass together. It's a shame that this person missed two years of it, and um, mm. they just realized how beautiful it is. And yeah, it's it's a wonderful time for students to be on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we were sitting with some students the other day and just saying how much we need each other. Um, mm. You know, different people have been going to online resources to keep growing in their faith, and then but just sitting in a room together, and you realize, oh wow, like you actually learn from being with each other what the next steps of growth are in your own life. So. Yeah, and I think I've enjoyed seeing other students realizing that for themselves as well. It's just like, wow, this is this is what it, what my faith should have been these past mm. two years, but it wasn't. But you, I guess, yeah, you just start to see within them the the buy in back into what normal Catholicism or what, what normal um, friendship should be like. So yeah, I think.
think it's been a very good victory that we've had throughout the first semester. You're listening to the You Disciple Podcast, where we put the you in disciple. I think it's obviously been exciting for us as a team, though, as well. Like, and if you've been listening to this podcast, we're sort of, we're trying something new, but it's part of a bigger thing. And it's been really exciting to get out there and work with students on campus, but also off campus. So um, to really see the life of the church in Melbourne sort of coming back to life for you, for young adults in particular, and the various different activities and initiatives and opportunities for students to really engage in, in the life of the church um to really sort of spark back up so yeah and i think we've had we've been pretty successful in that and it's like this is this is the first six months basically out of uh, out of two lockdown years and just to see students coming back on campus and like you were saying like around the diocese so we've quite had quite a few events and barbecues and and holy hours in the city that students have come back to and it it just it this it just feels alive it's that's a beautiful thing. It's it's a bit of a balance, you know. It's you you studying, you focusing your time on on university, and then you got the faith aspect of it too. Mm. You know, when you finish studying, most of the time the students come to mass of you know at five o'clock. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing that Archdiocese is offering to the students. That yeah, you, we know you value, we value your time. It's important in university and your class. Um, yeah, yeah, we've got the faith aspect also. You know, come and pray with us. Come and journey with us. You know, we have uh, men's gatherings. We you know, female gatherings, and it's a beautiful thing that we have a balance of. Sister Mary Helen, you had a um, a great online course. Yeah, we did the crash course in Aquinas. It was a lot of fun. Um, and that was interesting because it was just a trial run. Does it work to do it online when everyone's over online? And it actually was fun. There were people from all different places. And it really didn't matter which campus we were from. Yeah. It was just we all just want to learn. And, uh, yeah, I was impressed how much fun you could have in that. Sister, would have been the same experience if it was face-to-face or do you think the online was more successful? I always love being with people face-to-face, but uh, if I think back to who was in the Zoom room at the time, (laughs) uh, they could not actually have ever been Mm. altogether in Mm. the same place. So it was really fascinating. You you learned together, um, especially because it was live and we could interact. Mm. So a bit different than just listening to an online lecture. That's boring. And I think we, we I suppose it just adds to what we learned during lockdown was that as much as human connection is really important and it can't be replaced and people are craving it, that there is ways that we can now do things um, that do sort of foster that connection um, using technology, mm-hmm. but within reason because we're all – we're all a bit sick of Zoom. Well, I definitely am <laughs> sick of Zoom. I still forget to unmute myself when I go into it. After living on Zoom for two years, and it's like, did I learn anything in that time? I still forget to unmute myself when I start. Um, but obviously, uh, students, it's the end of week 12. Um, dun, dun. The fun mm. is sort of over. The, uh, <laughs> the, the assignments are catching up, but also study week and exam week. Um, it's your time to shine. All that study you've been doing, how diligent you've been. Now you just get to show your lecturers. <laughs> we we are such that. different people, Sister <laughs> <laughs> We are such different people. So if you like Sister Mary Helen and you've been diligent all semester. I was never like that. <laughs> um, if you're like me and it's like, oh, wow, I've got five days to catch mm. up on a whole lot of work. Mm. Um, that's what we wanted to sort of chat about today and sort of just see – um, from the wisdom of the room, um, advice, encouragement, tips, tools. 
This is when most of the room falls silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is when we actually start taking notes. Well, yeah, exactly. Let's start with the same adage that was given to priests. Um, every priest has had it given to them. Preach to yourself first. Like when you stand in the pulpit, you're the first person that you're preaching to. So mm. it's not that we know it all, but it's things we've tried. We were talking a bit earlier. One of the things that I that's really important for me is composition of place. Mm. I need to whether it's a it's a library or for me sometimes it's even a cafe like but I need to move from home like I can't study at home uh, so I need to pick up my laptop and my books and go and put myself somewhere different for a period of time to be able to work through things um, so that change of environment is a really big thing for me yeah we were sitting around I think at Monash a couple of weeks ago with a group of students and I asked them so how do you procrastinate? <laughs> we went around the room and wow, they're really expert at that. <laughs> but it was, you know, when it gets exam time, there's just no possibility of procrastinating. There's, that's got to go away. So um, I think it's a great thought of, okay, what are the normal things that distract me and how far away can I put them from myself <laughs> during mm. this time period? So whether it's, I know for me, you know, like turn off the Wi-Fi, just go pen and paper if you can or um yeah like get yourself away from whatever it is that normally distracts you put your phone somewhere else whatever it is i think um and as captain of the procrastinators here like <laughs> at one point or another i think there needs to be a bit of uh sort of saying okay well even if i procrastinated for the last 12 weeks sure. i've got this week like yeah. um so, because sometimes you can then get a bit overwhelmed. And so you go, oh, how much have I got to do? And I'm like, don't let that then become a procrastination. Yes. Like, don't let that become an excuse not to do anything. Just freeze, um, yeah. You've still, got, you've still got a week in front of you. You've still got maybe two weeks until your next exam after that or things like that. So what, whatever's brought you to this point and whatever maybe you secretly hope you could have done a little bit better uh, during semester time, like there's still time mm -hmm. and mm. there's still plenty to do. Yeah, I think like what uh, students, especially those who have procrastinated for the whole semester, tend to do is like, okay, like now, now I need it to be serious. And mm. so I think what a lot of students tend to do is it's like f serious for them. It's like they actually haven't practiced that at all throughout the whole semester. Right. So it's like they they think that they need to 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 not talk to anyone. They mm. think that they need to not focus on anything besides study. It's like no, actually taking it seriously is is thinking about everything that you that you have in front of you not only study uh, but it's just like balancing your whole life like lifestyle it's yes. like that is when study becomes conducive is when you understand that it's my whole life isn't going to be just you know reading for for 12 hours it's like no it's like how how do you do that mm -hmm. um in yeah in a way that's sustainable for the for the whole week cuz you can't just stay up for 48 hours sleep for 6 and then keep going right um, and i think that's where students might need a bit of a push because yeah i find it interesting it's like they can they can answer that question of um of how do you procrastinate easily yet when you ask them it's like well how do you study i think that's when it, it starts to get a bit harder for them yeah i just had a thought what if someone's listening to this podcast for the first time as a source of procrastination <laughs> <laughs> welcome well, <laughs> procrastination anonymous here procrastinate not so anonymous um thanks for listening thanks for tuning in <laughs> get back to work <laughs> no. Well, because um, we're going to help, we're going to try and help you all next week, right? Mm. We're going to have some study weeks. Yes, mm -hmm. both uh, at 
Sacred Heart in Oakley yes. and here at St. Michael's in North Melbourne. Um, so, and a big part of that, and I think that's what you're talking about, Andrew, is this idea of balance, mm. like finding a rhythm, finding a balance. You can't study 18 hours a day mm. and, and not get good sleep, not, not pray, not catch up with your family. So um, how do you, okay, you've got a week of study in front of you. How do you put a schedule together that still includes some of those other elements that are going to refresh you, encourage you, give you joy, prepare you for the next block of study? Mm-hmm. Sister Helen, what you, we were talking earlier about sort of some tips for study, what, what are some that you have that you sort of share? Yeah, it's one words of, of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking with the other sister in the car on the way home, on the way here, and um, very Dominican, very domestic. <laughs> but the more senses that you use when you are um, trying to learn something, the better it, you can grasp it. Right, so. Think about little babies, you know, everything goes straight in the mouth. and like this, We want to eat the truth. But in a way, if you're sitting there just reading a text over and over, it's probably not as effective as writing it down, summarizing it, reading it to a friend, something. So some way of interacting with it that, that makes that study time more fruitful. I think that's, that's one good thing. I use a timer. I use a digital timer on my computer. Um, I can't even remember what it was. It was a free app. It's a countdown timer. And so it's got a visual, um, it's like an hourglass. So you actually, again, you're not even looking at the time, but you're there going, okay, I can see it in my peripheral vision that it's still three quarters red, which means no time for social media just yet. Yes. But setting blocks of time yeah. and manageable chunks. So it's mm. like, okay, I'm going to work for the next 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I'll take a 15-minute break mm-hmm. and then I'll come back to it. But sort of setting time aside and saying, okay, I'm going to w- – and a big thing for me is working on a specific project mm-hmm. or a part of a project. Like I'm not – I'm just going to study for the exam as opposed to going, okay, I'm going to spend 45 minutes working on this section mm-hmm. or reviewing my notes or mm-hmm. taking new notes or making note cards or things like that. Rather, Otherwise, I sort of just sit there and then I spend 15 minutes just – Sort of reorganizing like, your desk. Yeah. <laughs> so breaking it down into bite-sized chunks mm-hmm. and then allocating my time in in those sort of chunks rather than I'm going to spend this day spending the whole day studying for this subject. And you do nothing. Mm. And you do nothing. Well, I think subjects that I really didn't like, like the ones I really hated and studying was just, I really couldn't find the motivation. I would um, get the names of students in my class that I wanted them to convert <laughs> and I would write their name at the top of each page and it was really motivating of um, just like I believe that this sacrifice is going to help my friend over here convert and um, I don't know I'm sure God used that <laughs> but I think that's that pretty good it's an, Im- an important thing because whilst you're a student that that is your that's your whole way to holiness that's yeah. your path mm. to holiness so how do I turn my 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 exam week or my study week into my mission mission mm-hmm. yeah. yeah this yeah. is no matter what my vocation might be in in 5 10 15 years time this is my vocation right now mm. i am uh, archbishop tim costello from perth when he was the seal bishop of melbourne gave me a, a lovely um quote or letter from saint francis de sales and a a woman wrote to saint francis de sales asking him uh, whether she could uh, become a, a nun, join a religious order. 
and she was a, a widower or a, a widow with two young children. And he said to her, your vocation now is to look after your children and be holy to that now mm. and you'll be a holy nun in the future. Yes. And I think this is um, sometimes in my own time in the seminary but also working with young young people to send their vocations, it's very easy to start discerning your vocations in mm. study week mm-hmm. because it, <laughs> it, it, it seems attractive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good distraction. <laughs> Except and if you're going to be like, a Dominican. You're going to oh, study forever. Now, now, now's the time that God has decided to uh, make me want to think about this for the next three days. It's like, mm. well, actually, no. Actually, not really. Now's the time God's decided for you to do your study. Yeah. And Get if you do back. this well, then whatever, whatever he has in store for you in the future, you'll do well. Mm. So... Being able to sort of focus. Yeah, I, I love I love what you 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 were saying about it's like yeah this this right now is is an apostolate for you like I think and and that also ties into like when people start thinking about vocations during this time it's just like I think they um yeah they start to think of it's like oh this 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 time that they have as students is just as hard as as times when when you are a priest or times when you are a married person so it's just like understand that um that this time that you get to, uh, like, this is a test. Like, you, if you can use this space to, to grow your virtue, to grow order in your life, it's like that prepares you well for, for whatever vocation you choose next. Um, yeah, and not to get sidetracked and just thinking, oh, I just need to get over this study block so then I can become a holier person. It's like, mm-hmm. no, this this is your holiness that you have to live. I think, sister, I think that's a, you made a really good point. I love that. I've never heard of it before. Um, putting people's names on on the, on the, on the sheets. Mm. Um, yes, that's probably something students can pick up. I mean, it'd be awkward if you see if the person sitting next to you <laughs> sees his name, <laughs> see his name on the paper. It has to explain what, what his name is on you the say, paper. You say, this is for you. I did this for you. <laughs> you don't need to know why. <laughs> um, yeah, that can be some good conversations right there. Yeah. But I think there's a level of um, anxiety with exams. And I think it's normal have a bit of um, anxiety through exams um, purely because no matter how much you study, no matter how many notes and everything, you, the first thing you do is you go into the exam you see if you of everything you were studying <laughs> in, in the exam. Because sometimes, they, you know, the things that don't exam actually aren't, you think they were, but they aren't in um, what you were studying. So, yeah, I think there's a level of anxiety. And I think the main important thing is to contain that and don't let that overtake you and kind of take control of um, all your feelings and your, and your thoughts while you go into the exams. And don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat it. Don't eat your anxiety. Okay. I think don't eat the exam. <laughs> St- study snacks. Like, what, oh. what are we doing? Are we doing? <laughs> I think you sister were thinking about the same thing. Don't, <laughs> eat, don't eat the paper. <laughs> don't eat the paper either. But if, if you're studying, what do you what do you what do you snack on? Um, I, I always yeah have pods like anything like small that I can have. It, not in large quantities, but just like eventually, um, just gradually throughout the days. It's also really bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think it's probably the awkward one. It's it's bird seeds. Bird what? Seeds. Have you had bird seeds? <laughs> <laughs> Are there any Do you mean similar? sunflowers or something? <laughs> yeah, we call them bird seeds. Are there sunflowers? <laughs> okay. Are there any Middle East now here that will understand exactly what I'm trying to say? Yes, we had this. Yes, we had that problem at high school. All these guys all, were all yelling the mess all over the floor. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, there was, I don't think Father will understand no. what we're talking about. Well, you, you can Google it later, then you can find out what they are. But yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> 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 you start eating them, and that's just reminding my old math class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny, sister. There's this guy. Um, uh, quickly in, uh, in school, he was eating sunflower seeds, and and because you 
either throw them on the ground or you put them in a pocket. Yes. Most times you throw them on the ground. And when the security guard comes, he goes, is where all these sunflower seeds come from? And the guy's just eating sunflower seeds. He goes, no, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole trail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. <clears throat> Sister, healthy food, junk oh, food. Oh, no, I didn't really eat healthy food. One thing I did do, which I thought was helpful, was, yeah, break up my time in little blocks. Mm. But then my breaks, what do you do on your breaks? I used to go play random songs on the piano mm. yeah because it was yep. physical it was fun it was it made yep. me laugh at myself and then i go back yeah. yeah get outside like yeah get a bit of sun as not much sun in melbourne at the moment but like cha- again just sort of get some fresh air change of space and then come back but i think food like okay you're gonna eat some junk food this week during your study time but stop for meals like actually have a meal and like if if, if you don't have the time, like try to sort of get it in before the week and have it prepared so that, again, you're not just sort of um, studying for long extended periods of time, mm-hmm. not eating properly, which means you're probably not going to sleep properly, which means you're going to wake up tired and yeah. the the effect rolls on. So, again, that, that idea of that balance and actually mm-hmm. as as crazy as it is and as a, it's, a, it's a hard week for people, a hard couple of weeks, like still trying to – keep those ordinary things that are really good for you yeah and one thing um i think that's important about that as well is keep, um, keep reaching out to others mm. like sometimes study week can become a bit insular it's okay i've got to get this done i've got to get this done i've got to get this done this is really important and it's all about us um but we're still christians in mm. exam week and study week so that bit of concern for your for your fellow students or for your family and just in those break times and in those other reaching out to others and just checking in and touching base I think is a really important thing. Yeah. I think in general if you have the idea like you were talking about before of this is my vacation right now. Like I, I'm going to praise God in these weeks. I don't know what my mark is going to be at the end, but at the end of the end of the end, um, these weeks will count in my I'm going to do this before God. And so then you just do the best you can with the time you have for love of him. Um, and that would also probably prevent you from, for example, cheating on your exam because <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to do it for love of him. You wouldn't cheat, right? Because you uh, just really ultimately uh, lose. Andrew, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Online exam, you totally could cheat. Do you cheat or do you not cheat? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, I don't cheat. Yeah. Well done. Oh, well, I I think it's a it's it's a good question, uh, and it's it's been one that students have raised with me over the years. Sort of, is it a sin? Um, is this something I should be confessing? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's it's mm. dishonesty. It's it's you you haven't been true to yourself in this, let alone true to God. Mm. I think one thing as well is like you've got to be really honest with yourself about okay. Say I have cheated in the past. I haven't, but some <laughs> um, have I have I got something by deception? Mm. Like okay, yeah. not to mention, um, I'd hate to go into surgery one day and know that my surgeon cheated. <laughs> 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 have I missed something that is actually going to make me a danger to society or a, a danger to the world? So, um, yeah, don't cheat. Yeah, <laughs> even though you can. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love what you're saying, sister. How, yeah, it's like this is this is a moment to to build virtue, and it's like ultimately, what 
yeah, it may not seem it now, but we are trying to get to heaven through all of this. And I think a, a big important um, part of, of getting to heaven, and I think Father Nick, you were mentioning before, is like how important other people are in, in this journey. And so, like, yeah, understanding is like you aren't the only one. Like you, you aren't the only one that's going through this time. Um, it's like this is a stressful time for a lot of people and it has been a stressful time for a lot of people who have made it through. So I think, yeah, in, if, if there are... Uh, if there are chances or if you find that you study better with other people around, obviously don't let that be a, a means for um, procrastination. But yeah, if there's, if, if being around in at a library or at one of our study weeks um, uh, is going to be a, a space where you can cultivate good virtue and, and, and order within your, your study schedule. I think it's like, that's yeah, please, please do that. May I say, Probably the only one on the table I cheered in high school. Public confessions. <laughs> Can I say the, re- the reason why I'm saying that? See, in high school, I wasn't really a practicing Catholic, so I didn't really care. So there was no, you know, moral ethics that, you know, God, you know, oh. I, I didn't really care about God. You know, God is not looking at me or seeing me. So was After it you spitting out the sunflower seeds? <laughs> like, now, now, now that we know, it's coming to light. <laughs> but um, when I when I started practicing my faith, got into the Catholic faith. That's when I stopped cheating because I said, well, even the teacher's not looking at me, God thinks God is looking at me. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, ultimately, how is that fair that I'm, I'm cheating while everyone else is going through the same thing? And yeah, and there's this sense of, um, it makes you, makes you strong when you, know, when you go to the faith because you know that there's God's looking at you. With love. With love, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and, and it helps you to understand, well, you know what, well, I shouldn't cheat. You know, I should, I should really, you know, work hard just like everyone else is working hard because that's what God would expect from me mm-hmm. and it's the right thing to do. It's a Christian thing to do. Yeah, I think that the thought of um, I'm doing this facing God or I'm living my life facing God is a very peaceful thought for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, great. Well, then that's it. There's no one else's opinion or glance that I really need to worry about mm-hmm. if I'm just living my life under his gaze, right? And I think remembering that at the start of what is going to be a couple of stressful weeks. Yeah. Sort of going, okay, I'm living my life in the in the gaze of God's love. Whatever happens over the next two weeks, it happens. It That's happens. It. Mm-hmm. And um I'm gonna get through this. Yep. And I'll like I'm not gonna ride every emotional roller up and down mm-hmm. coaster, sort of bump to bump to bump throughout the weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, trust trust now, make that little commitment to yourself that like God loves me and I'm gonna get through this and I'll revisit this in two weeks' time and it's gonna be um there's gonna be a lot of up and down since in, in between, but I'm gonna trust that God is is there all the time and he's there for me. This is the You Disciple podcast. For more information on what's happening on a campus near you, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org. Uh, we didn't actually speak about the big thing this week here in Melbourne. and that's, It was a big thing. but we, There was a big thing. What was that big thing? <laughs> my, big announcement. My mum rang me yesterday. Um, as I was on my way to make the big announcement, and she said, "How did your big announcement go yesterday?" 
And I said, which one? And she's like, oh, the big, the big, the big, big thing that <laughs> I, I saw on social media. I'm like, it's today. <laughs> but anyway, um, the Archbishop uh, has announced the opening of JP2 House here in, in the centre of the city for university students. So obviously most particularly for students at the University of Melbourne and RMIT, but also for all students. So really excited that... Um, this new initiatives um, coming into, I suppose, the the work of of our team and uh, supporting students on campus. And he's given it the um the byline, I suppose, of um, I'm forgetting the byline. Communion, I've got here. Formation. Communion formation mission. <laughs> Whoops, sorry, Archbishop Peter. Um, so this real idea that it be a place of, of prayer and devotion, a place of formation and growth in discipleship, and then a place of love and a place where love extends from. So a real um, home for our students on campus. So we had a great launch yesterday. Mahir, you were there. Yeah, Andrew, it was really nice. The students were really, really excited. Yeah, um, yeah we had an amazing race. And yeah, we they checked it out. I think they were pretty surprised that, you know, it was right you know, on campus, um, which is a beautiful thing. And I think they're really looking forward to what they can do inside and how they can make the best use out of it. And it's really nice for the Archdiocese to kind of give this platform and this, you know, house. Have you? Have you told him what the, the name was going to be? He just you know, <laughs> JB JB two. Yeah. Oh, so you said yeah. CFM. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So the JP two house. So uh, yeah, I think they're really, really looking forward to it. They've they're comfortable. Um, yeah, they just can't wait until it opens up. So opening second semester. So uh, lots, lots more to come about that. But otherwise, lots of other great things happening. We were saying earlier, study week. Uh, yep. So reach out to the uh, chaplains or discipleship officers on your campuses uh, to find out where and when. Jesus is ascending into heaven. Pentecost mm. is coming. We are in the novena. It, it, it's all happening. It is the season. <laughs> Father, it's how would you rate uh, Andrew and Mike? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how would you rate our podcast today? We'll leave that to the, so, the listeners. So, if this is the first time you've listened because you're procrastinating, um, <laughs> Maybe go back and <laughs> maybe you can comment how would how, how much you'd rate us <laughs> yeah. out of ten. You've done well, um, Andrew. Uh, as the voice of the podcast, yes. can you tell us where we put you in <laughs> the sample? <laughs> no, that's it. That's the end of the semester. Uh, we're going to take a break uh, for the podcast over over the mid year break. So we'll be back at the end of July. But uh, hopefully. Uh, you've enjoyed this and it's it's given you something to think about on the tram or on your way to class. You've got like 12 episodes to catch up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, be assured of uh, of our prayers for all students on all campuses uh, over the next couple of weeks as you go through your study and exam time. That's a wrap. God bless. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to class, thanks for listening to this week's You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe, and we hope to see you on and around campus. The Your Disciple podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.